And we are recording. We're back. Yes, we're back. It's been a little while. Back for another podcast, episode 64. I am one half of this podcast that is Sizzle and Quinny. I'm Sizzle, Sam Finlay's my real name by birth, sitting across from me in Young with his headset on, with his Saints uh, jumper on. Introduce yourself. Hey, guys. You know who it is. It's your boy. It's Quinny. Here we are, back again for the podcast. It's been a while. It's been a few weeks. We've had a busy couple of weeks between us. So it's going to be nice to sort of sit down and have a little chat about a show that we recently just watched and we both really enjoyed. So it'd be fun to talk about it. Yeah, it has been a few few weeks and we're sorry that we haven't been able to get on to the airwaves, but we are here to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi. We've had it sit there for a little while. It's been marinating. So we were almost going to do a bit, a bit of an instant reaction podcast the day after, but then we didn't get to do that. And it's been been a couple of weeks now. So I think it's probably good because we've actually been able to have a good thought about this series that was on Disney Plus that we've spoken about on the podcast um, before. But now that we've gotten every episode, we've had the finale, we can really dive deep into it after you know, giving it some time to probably consider it because sometimes when you, you know, podcast and you give those instant reactions, you can say some things that might be in the moment. I've certainly been, uh, I've certainly been uh, guilty of doing that. I think I came out of uh, Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness saying it was maybe my favorite Marvel movie um, of all of them, which was definitely something I said in the moment, which I went back on. Uh, We've all done it. So maybe we'll have a bit more of a more accurate uh, review. Yeah, of what Obi-Wan about your Kenobi? original review, your original rating for Obi Wan? That was interesting. That was that was right hot on the trigger. Yeah, you know what? I'm not, I'm I'm pretty sort of set on that. We'll we'll get to that our ratings in 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 a moment. There, um, I was, a bit, I was see, a bit shocked. I'm not gonna lie. I'm interested to see if yours is still as high as what you'd sort of given it straight up. Um, because like I sort of said, we've given it a couple of weeks, but look, we'll get to that. We're going to talk highs and lows. Uh, we're going to, we're going to jump into some questions because I've got a bunch of questions that I want to ask Quinny. Um, so we're not, we're not going to do a hero and villain award uh, this week. I think we'll replace that with some, some big questions we had, and then we'll get into our infinity gauntlet rating um, as we always do. We've got to give our rating. And then, and then I think maybe we'll, we could get a little heated there because I know my rating is going to be very different to Quinny's. Uh, so look, I got an opening question though, before we get into highs and lows for you, Quinny, and we're going to, we're going to have a full on question section um, because I've got a lot of questions, you know, about this series, but I want just an opening question to sort of set the, the tone before we jump into our highs and lows. And that is, did Obi-Wan Kenobi live up to our expectations when it was first announced? Because look, you and I, when, when we sort of heard that we were getting Obi-Wan Kenobi, this was a show that you and I were so pumped about. And I think it was probably one of the most, you know, hyped shows of anything, really. I think it was maybe your number one. Um, correct me if I'm wrong there, Quinny, but I think it was yep. your number one. It was my number year. one for the year. Yeah. The Obi-Wan series. Yeah. Uh, so I want to know, did this live up to our expectations? Because obviously it was a show that expectations were right up here. They were very, very high. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I was, yeah, like you, I was super, super high on this and I'm going to stick to my guns. Like I still, I think it did meet my expectations, 
but I guess there are probably some parts I thought could have been better. But I think overall, like I really, really enjoyed this show, and I don't have a, I don't have a huge amount of lows for the show, but I think there was a lot of hype behind it, which I understand, and I think it probably maybe not the whole. It might not have got all the way there, but I think it was still decent enough for me to be happy with it overall, and it sort of gave me what I was expecting. Like I remember we both sort of did our own little what we think is going to happen. I think pretty much most of that stuff did happen. So I think we will pretty much got what we wanted. And I know there could have been bits that could have been a bit better overall, but I still think for me, it probably did meet my expectations. What about yourself? Uh, I'm going to say it, it fell a bit short um, only because we had these huge expectations going in, I think. And, you know, that's maybe our probably our issue that, you know, we go into these shows with, um, you know, such huge expectations for everything because, you know, Star Wars, Disney have delivered in the past. Obviously, they haven't delivered in some areas with the movies and that's a whole nother conversation. But I think my expectations were so great because we're coming off the back of The Mandalorian, which you and I have gone on record and saying it's, it's, it's our favourite Star Wars uh, content that we've gotten and, you know, it still is for me. And I thought... Obi-Wan fell quite short of Mandalorian, if I'm honest. Mandalorian's, you know, was is such a great show and, you know, we've gotten multiple seasons of it already. Um, so, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see if Obi-Wan comes back for another season. But I think, you know, given Obi-Wan Kenobi's uh, history in Star Wars, I was so hyped for this show. And I think it did fall a little bit short, if I'm honest. Um, I still really enjoyed it. We're going to get into highs and lows. I've got lots of highs. I certainly have lots of highs because there were some moments in this which really brought some chills um, to uh, the lounge room when watching this show. Um, and there were some really iconic moments and moments that will go down in history are some of the best. But there were yeah. also some moments and the overall storyline, I thought, was a bit problematic. But we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. So I just wanted to set the tone with that opening question. Let's jump into some highs because we've both got lots of these. I'm going to pass it over to you. Give me your highs for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, too easy. I'll give you just a few. Um, for me, I think a, my main high, I think for me, was just the fact that we finally got to see Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, aka Anakin, back in live action. Like I was so happy with that because, as we know from those original um, prequels, they're not obviously as clearly acclaimed as some of the originals, which is fair. But I think for me, I always really enjoyed Revenge of the Sith and that still sits in my top five, I think, for Star Wars overall. So I think it was just, I was just really happy to see them back together. And I love how Hayden Christensen actually came back on board. Because I didn't mind him as Anakin. Like I know there's a few parts, in particular Attack of the Clones, not a great film. I understand he's not amazing in that, but I feel like in Revenge of the Sith, I feel like he's really, really good. And Another thing I liked about the show that made me super high on was the fact that he actually went and did the back like, bit of research. So he watched all the Clone Wars shows. He looked at Rebels. So I'm kind of glad that he went back and added that to himself to add to his own character. So I think just that's probably my first thing. I love seeing Obi-Wan and Anakin together on screen again. Um, I also enjoyed having the Inquisitors uh, mentioned and actually seen in live action. Because as you know, since you've just recently finished Rebels. I'm going to ask you about that a bit later but we finally got to see the Inquisitors in live action and in obviously Rebels, they're actually really, really interesting characters. And even in mm. Jedi Fallen Order, the game as well, they're like a main sort of baddie in that. So I think that was another high for me. Another one I've, another thing I really liked, I really enjoyed seeing um, Obi and Leia together. 
I liked how their relationship was developed throughout the series. And I was not expecting that at all. I had no idea that they were going to do like an Obi and Leia so much. I didn't realize that was going to happen. So it was kind of cool for me to see that. So that was another thing I enjoyed from the show. And again, I guess a lot of some other highs for me, I'll just finish on this. Um, I think any scene that Darth Vader was in, that for me was a huge high. And there's a couple I'll keep talking about a bit later, but that was just what I'll start with just to get the sort of, you know, get the, the engine rolling. But that's what I was liking so far about. That was some of my highs. How about you? I'd echo what you've just said there. I think, um, you know, any, any scene that Vader was in was pretty iconic. I thought like, I thought this is probably the best Vader we've, we've had so far in the Star Wars. And the most consistent, I think too, as well, because we Mm. saw him quite a bit, not just like a little brief cameo, like, you know, in Rogue One and like, you know, in Rebels and stuff like that. Yeah. I I didn't think we would have got this much Vader going in. I thought we, we would have had uh, more Anakin flashbacks and that that'll go into one of my lows um, when we get to it, because I, I, while I really enjoyed the flashback that we got, I don't think we got enough um, of Hayden Christensen in this. Obviously he was in the suit. We didn't really get his voice. We got the, when they had the duel and, you know, we got the, the um, Vader helmet slash and that was iconic. And that's, that's going to be one of my highs as well. Um, Definitely. Same as me. Yeah. I I really liked any time we had Vader on the screen. I thought it was pretty cool to see him, you know, at his worst, I guess, and at his most powerful, because I don't think we've seen him this powerful ever. Um, you know that this this the duel with Reva, like he just completely um, you know toys with her. He doesn't even need to use his yeah. lightsaber. He's just using the force. His force powers are just ridiculous. And yeah, he's just toying with her. And how he brings down the ship. Obviously, it was a dummy, uh, dummy ship. But you know, just to be able to bring down the ship and just tear it apart like that was um, pretty awesome to see. I thought so. I really enjoyed Vader. You know, anytime he was on screen was um, absolutely amazing. And obviously, which goes into probably the biggest high of all, I think, in this series. And it was in the finale when we got, we finally got the duel that we all wanted. Rematch. Yeah, the rematch of the Uh, century as they were talking about it. Yeah, Obi-Wan. Leading up to it. Yeah, that's right. Obi-Wan versus um, Vader. Uh, That was maybe one of my favorite duels. Um, I'm going to, we're going to get into that when I get into questions. I've got a question for you there. But that was, that was awesome. Like their duel was um, like it was epic. It was, it was, um, you know, some of the best Star Wars we've seen, and certainly the best um, duel, uh, you know, I've seen in, in in a long time. So that was amazing, and the moment that they shared was chilling. Like when we did, and we were always going to get it, weren't we? We were going to get you were going to get to see some of Anakin's face. Like it was, it was fan service, whatever. Maybe it was a bit too predictable, but, but I, I think was, it was great the way that they did it and the way that I was happy to see played it. it. I thought he was amazing in that one yeah. scene. You could just the emotions that he had was awesome. Yeah. And I think it, it probably has a little bit less weight to it because we've gotten it previously in rebels and you know, it's just so it was a bit too similar to um, the Ahsoka uh, duel with Anakin, but I guess they sort of obviously wanted to have a bit of a callback to that. Um, I really enjoyed that actually. I like how we got the opposite sides of the face in one in Rebels and one. In- I kind of like that because Obi and Ahsoka are pretty much two of the most important people in Anakin's life. So I thought that was good the way that they did that. I was a yeah. big fan of that. Yeah. So I mean, that moment was just was pretty incredible. The the dialogue between them, and then just the emotion that Ewan McGregor showed as Obi Wan. 
when he just he realizes you know that Anakin really is truly lost um was yeah really like you know very very emotional you know his apology to um Vader to Anakin and then you know Anakin sort of I guess setting him free a little bit sort of saying no th- this wasn't your doing which this I thought was, was chilling doing. I love that um, he's like this you're not the reason yeah this was me I killed Anakin yeah so yeah that was exactly cool. um and we'll, we'll get into some some lows um which followed that um which was um wild on Obi-Wan's part um by not killing um Vader but anyway uh, that, he that was never going to kill him, man. Obi's never going to kill Anakin. He still yeah. loves him. He still has a. There's a part of him that he can't just do that to himself. He can't do yeah. it. Yeah, you, you can't. You can't then go and say only one of us is going to come out of this uh, <laughs> alive, and then you know not do the deed. Anyway, uh, we'll get into that in the lows. But yeah, look, that was a, you know top Star Wars moment for me. So that's a huge high for me. Probably the biggest high of this whole uh, series, and it was pretty cool going from episode three i think it was when we get their very uh, minor jewel and you know vader's just you know a bit of a pun here but wiping the floor with him he yeah. literally does that he literally and throws him to the him. floor yeah. uh, drags him across the the fire and then we have um you know an actual respectable jewel so i loved that uh, i also thought and i think this is probably another one of my biggest highs i thought this series gave more credit to the prequels because they're sort of looked at and by a lot of people and a lot of Star Wars fans as not being the greatest. But I thought this actually really gave those prequels a lot more credit that they actually deserve. Um, you know, I'm, they're certainly not my favorites. Um, I've got a very soft spot for um, The Phantom Menace and it's not usually um, up there. But uh, I think this series gave a lot of credit to those those three prequels and i think even when you do what we've both done when you watch clone wars and you watch um rebels animated series it, it gives it even more credit so yeah i i really really liked that and i think hayden christensen he's kind of been given a bit more credit because his um his acting as um, anakin has been criticized a lot and I think you kind of realize now that he actually, we kind of probably took him for granted a little bit. Um, so yeah, I think there, there's some some of my biggest highs. Um, yeah, did you have any any you wanted to add to yeah, that? I'll, or? Yeah, I'll add a couple onto yours as well. Um, I think another one for me, I loved how we saw, you know, when um, Obi realizes that Anakin's still alive at the end of episode two. I know that mm. moment just gave me chills. Like he he feels it and then he says Anakin and then elsewhere you see Vader awakens and he's back to tank. And then we get the iconic breathing. I thought that that was a really cool scene. So I loved any sort of scene we saw in the back to tanks of Vader. And we saw him like getting all of it, all his arms put on properly. That was really cool. I loved how that sort of linked into part three where he just goes to town. And I think a high for me was definitely like you mentioned, even like he was just cold blooded. I just loved how he just walks down the street and just doesn't care, like breaking people's necks, killing people. Like that was just complete, like Vader at his most, I guess, vicious. And I love that we finally saw that in the show. So that again was one of my massive highs. I also loved how we saw um, Obi-Wan who t- has a vision of Anakin, like saw, sees him in the horizon and we see what Hayden Christian would look like if he wasn't all scarred. And that was, I thought, another sort of bone, a sort of a chilling scene for me. There's a lot of scenes in this series that gave me like, you know, goosebumps just by looking at it. So I think that was really cool. 
Um, another one of my highs, you sort of mentioned it before. I love pretty much episode five. I thought it was great. It was amazing. I loved how we got pretty much the flashback to the Clone War. I would love to see more like you mentioned, but I think even then that was so good. That was just what we needed. I loved how we saw pretty much how everyone was like, you know, Anakin, you're a great warrior, but you, you know, your downfall is that you need to prove yourself and it just makes so much sense because that's what happens obviously in Revenge of the Sith when he's like, you know, I have the higher ground and Anakin's like, you underestimate my power and all that. So I love those sort of callbacks. It just made it just seem a lot more, it just made a About lot more the sense de-aging as well. Yeah. And I didn't think it looked that bad. Like I know, I know in other, you know, when we see like Luke and Mando it, and Boba Fett, it looked a bit how you're going, but I don't think it looked as bad. I thought they did it a bit better in this show, which I thought was good. Um, I also loved, like you mentioned, I did love the whole finale where they just had the ultimate battle. And I love how after the battle, we get like the old Palpatines back and we get like the Emperor pretty much calling out Vader saying, you know, unless you need to get rid of you got to sort of let go of the past or else you can't move forward. Because obviously that sort of proves that there is still that bit of Anakin inside that wants, he's not completely dead. And I think it was cool that, you know, old Palpatine called him out on that. I thought that was another really interesting scene. So I loved how we saw that. And I think, yeah, I think just overall, they were probably some of my major highs for this show and I really, really enjoyed it. And you pretty much mentioned ones I was going to talk about anyway, but they were just the last ones I sort of wanted to add. And like you said, I love how we finally got to see like a Sith on Sith sort of fight when we saw Reaver versus Darth Vader. I thought that was really interesting. It was like the first time we actually saw red lightsaber versus red lightsaber. So I thought that was really interesting. And I love also how Anakin just, or Darth just gave her the business. Like that was really, really cool. So they're pretty mm. much... The rest of my yeah. eyes. I'd probably just add, and you sort of mentioned the Inquisitors there. I really liked getting getting some more Inquisitors into um, some more Star Wars uh, properties because you know they're great in um, Rebels, great in um, the Star Wars uh, Fallen Order uh, video game. Um, I really liked Reva as a character. I thought she she was great. I, I didn't love her storyline so much, particularly towards the end, and we'll get into that in Lowe's. But I liked her character. Um, and yeah, I thought it was really cool to sort of get a bit more. And we got, you know, multiple, multiple um, Inquisitors, which was really cool. So yeah, I really enjoyed that as well. That was definitely high for me. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention also, I also loved how we saw the flashbacks to Order 66. And you saw yes, those that, scenes that was, with Anakin yeah, yeah. just going to what, and Reeve mm. was like witnessing his him just killing everybody. And I thought that was really cool. And I think part four, which is probably my least favorite episode, I think the one thing I liked about that episode was when um, Kenobi discovers like the trophy vault and you see all the Jedis that are in the, I don't know what you call it, in the fluid, like sort of sitting there. I thought that was mm. chilling. And I love how we got to see, you know, some of the Jedis from the Clone Wars TV show. So it just made that connection even clearer. So that was another thing I wanted to add in regards mm. to my highs. So. Yeah, well, there you go. Let's move on to some lows then. Um, I've probably got a few more than you. Uh, so I yeah, might I'd say I might so. You can start off. us off. Yep. Uh, so I, I mentioned Reva there, and I think this is probably the one of my biggest lows is the whole side plot with her, uh, particularly in the finale, her going to kill, uh, oh, she didn't even do it, but her, you know, what we would assume going to kill Luke, basically to take out her revenge on vader um i just hated that that side plot and i thought it ruined the finale 
and we got some of the highest highs in this show, but we got some really low lows for Star Wars. Um, it, it just the whole her the idea of it just didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. I get why she did it, but I thought it was just like a pretty basic storyline after giving us such a, you know this huge climax, you know this amazing battle, and then halfway through the episode we get Reaver on Tatooine, you know, with a stab wound fighting. Um, you know, Luke's Owen, uncle, Uncle Owen, Owen and Brew, Uncle Uncle Owen and Brew, like you know, having this terrible fight that um, you know, I just didn't connect with at all. Um, and then it was just so obvious, like, of course she's not going to kill Luke. We know she's not going to kill Luke. So why even give us that? And it wasn't even like an interesting sort of twist. It was just like she couldn't do it at the end. It was like that's so obvious. Yeah. Well, she um, couldn't do like what Anakin did, where he yeah. slaughtered all the younglings. Yeah. And just her the whole her becoming the grand inquisitor so she could get close to vader to try to kill him like it was just sort of i thought it was just a bit like basic really uh, like you're never going to kill vader like that like maybe team up with obi-wan and try to actually take him down together um you know i ha- had issues with that that side plot that you know big issues with that also the the other um inquisitors the fifth brother like he seemed to be um, quite an important character, particularly with Reva. Like they had a bit of a back and forth. They didn't get any, we didn't get a payoff for that at all. Like we didn't get, Reva, I would have liked to see Reva versus the fifth brother. Like why did they even bother with that? Yeah. Yeah. Why did they, you know, because early on we sort of see them have a, quite a bit of conflict, don't we? Like in the earlier episodes and then he just doesn't make another appearance. I was just kind of like, what? Uh, so I had issues with that as well. Um, I thought the some of the and this has probably been quite critical, but I thought some of the, the scenes shot in space seemed quite low budget. I don't know if you noticed it, but that scene we sort of had when Vader decides to go after Obi Wan uh, looked, you know, and we've seen because we've seen them in the cinematic, you know, in, sorry, in the cinemas these movies and they have a lot bigger budgets you would assume they obviously use the budget that's why it doesn't look as good yep bringing back um ewan mcgregor and um you know bring back liam neeson for that you know five seconds or whatever it was obviously that was a good cameo that was another high i forgot to mention i liked how we saw qui-gon in the end that's probably going to be a low for me but i'll get onto that in a moment oh look yeah um so yeah i just thought it was it didn't look great and i just thought just don't give us that scene if you're not going to have the budget for it um, I don't know if you picked up on that about how it looked pretty um, pretty low budget or not. Um, but yeah, they're just a few for me. Um, I don't know if you've got any issues with those, but I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, so I think um, for me, I've I've got a couple of those as well. But the one about you and how that, you know, it looks a bit weird in space. I didn't really take notice of that. I didn't really, that didn't really bother me that much because as we know, it's not a movie. So their budget's not the same. And it's, I'd argue even in like Mando and Boba Fett, it doesn't look that great either when they're in space. I think it looks better than it, but it looked better than that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it looked that bad. I'd have There to was go just back. that one scene where the ship, so you see um, Obi-Wan's ship go one way and then they decide to follow. I don't know. Okay. I I'll have, to, I'll have to rewatch. I, like, I will rewatch I like, this that series. That does not look um, good. I'll rewatch it and have a look. But I didn't really, it didn't really bother me that much because I don't think it really mattered that it looked maybe a little bit interesting because as we know that's what we wanted to see them going to the planet to fight each other so that yeah i just just feel like don't show that yeah well i don't know i didn't really notice it that much but 
that's okay. I'll have to rewatch it. Um, anyway, um, some lows for me. I think for me, I wasn't as interested in Reva as a whole. I didn't really find her character that interesting or compelling. Um, I think maybe early on she had a couple of moments. So I was like, oh yeah, she's interesting. But I think um, episode four, I sort of was just like, this is just, I didn't really like her in that episode. She wasn't really giving me much. And I just sort of felt like she was just a bit of a, just whinged about everything all the time. And I just wasn't really a big fan of her at all um, in general, um, which I think sort of impacts why in the finale, one of my lows was I kind of just wanted to see more Obi and Vader. Like I didn't, I wasn't really interested at all in Reva going back to Tatooine and, you know, fighting Owen and Baru, like you mentioned, I didn't really, I wasn't that invested. Like as soon as we kind of went there, I was like, oh, can we just go back to uh, Obi and Darth, which I think, sucks a bit because that obviously takes a bit from Reva's character because obviously we just had that epic battle then it goes to this laser shooting battle scene with Owen it's and terrible. Baru. It's terrible. It wasn't great. Like that wasn't great. I understand that. Like, don't give yeah. us that story. That story yeah, I, sort of, just- I guess I sort of just, yeah, I sort of lost a bit of interest in Reva. Like you sort of mentioned before, like her, just her, you know, wanting to get revenge against Vader and going after Luke didn't make much sense to me. And the fact that, Anakin or Vader doesn't actually know Luke exists at this point in time. So it's not really going to hurt him if he, unless she's like, oh, I killed your son. And then I guess maybe he might, you know, go, you know, rage on her. But yeah, I just know. Yeah, she was like, again, like, I think early on I preferred her in the earlier episodes. I liked Reaver a bit more. And I think towards the end, it's sort of, I think she got a bit stuck in the shadow of like the Obi-Wan and Darth Vader sort of impact and like their scenes together. So that was some of my lows. Um, another low for me, I kind of wanted to see more of the Grand Inquisitor because yeah, I, I kind of like him. The Grand Inquisitor is actually quite calculating and like interesting in the Rebels show. I didn't really like the way that they used um, the character. I thought like they kind of... Also, like, I think they needed to sort of show how he survived. Yeah, they sort of just... He sort of because he, got, he, he's t- like, he took a he took a lightsaber straight through um, the, stomach, the stomach and so did Reva. Yeah, I, well, I need to know yeah. how they how they're surviving these wounds because yeah, it it seems like that's gonna kill yeah. well, anyone. Well, you know? I think, like yeah, that's true. How can Qui Gon die so easily? You know when he gets uh, you know meets yeah. his uh, fate against yeah. Darth Maul, I th- and then yeah. the Inquisitor, and then Reva can take a lightsaber straight through the stomach, and both survive. Like yeah. that, that, I just think just, it, it really makes the, the Qui-Gon death seem so much worse. Yeah, I think I think it's also the way they flip it is the fact that, you know, the Inquisitor says it. You'd be amazed to know how strong your survival is if you want revenge, how that can sort of fuel you and make you want revenge. So apparently that's the way that they survived because they wanted that revenge, so it kind of kept them alive. And I guess with Qui-Gon, he probably doesn't really care about revenge. He's probably like, yeah, I'm good. So I feel like that's probably why... And then, yeah, I guess he sort of shows up. It would have been cool to find out how, but apparently in the comics, like, Darth Vader, like, cuts off their limbs and, like, moodily, like, you know, wounds them all the time, like, mortally wounds them heaps, but they still survive and they come back. But they're made out of different mechanical parts, sort of like in Boba mm. Fett. Um, but, yeah, so I think that, for me, was a bit of a lie. I would like to see more of the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, and the fifth brother, for me, I didn't really... He was... A, I don't know what... He didn't really give me much either. I guess he was sort of there as a rival to Reva, but they're only really rivals for like the first half of the, the season and they sort of didn't really go back to him That's again. That's what I mean. I just didn't get that. That, yeah. that was one of my biggest um, yeah. issues. Like why even bother creating the tension between the two of them if there's no yeah. payoff? Mm. So I think they're probably my main sort of lows, I think, in this episode, in the season as a whole. 
yeah, so I'm trying to think of any other. I think they're the ones really that sort of stuck with me a bit. So yeah. the only yeah, other one I'll add is um, the Qui Gon Force Ghost appearance. That we didn't got. you like that? Well, I thought it was. I good. mean, it was just like, I guess it was cool to see um, Liam Neeson back, but like it didn't really add anything. Like their their dialogue towards each other it was so short lived like i i think it would have been better to have that happen before we got the vader um the vader obi-wan fight and yeah. i think it would have been cool if we had got that and had have actually got like a really meaningful conversation between the two of them and then maybe that would have given obi-wan reason not to kill vader because obviously we knew that qui-gon was you know a very big fan of anakin you know he was the one that really brought him um, in touch with the force and yeah. he was the one that made him um, a Jedi. So I think it would have been cool if we got that before. And that would have been the reasoning to why um, Obi-Wan didn't kill Vader. Uh, but I just thought they just sort of threw it in there at the end, just to give the, that fan service. And yeah, it was cool seeing Liam Neeson back again, I guess, but it didn't add anything to the series. Um so I, I don't know. I had I had issues with that just not really being. I like meaningful. it because it sort of connects the whole idea. Well, we know Obi Wan learns to be a Force ghost in the originals, so does Yoda, and then obviously Anakin does in the end as well. So I thought it was kind of cool to get that connection. I feel like that's all we needed though. We only needed Liam Neeson for just a couple of lines, and then you know, I, I liked it. But yeah, I can understand where you're coming from with that. But I enjoyed yeah, it. Um, I think just yeah, the placement for me and the impact yeah. it had it didn't it wasn't impactful at all. For me. Yeah, but other uh, than that, I think they've built my main. I did, like I said, I had a couple, but not that, not as many as probably you did. But they mm. were my, my, they're pretty, pretty much very similar our ones anyway. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I had some, some very high highs. Some of the highest highs in Star Wars we've seen. Like the first two episodes set the tone um, for me, and I was so excited for the series going forward after that we got those first two episodes. Uh, we got the the duel that we all wanted. It was amazing. But then we just had um, some some moments in the show, and I guess that that secondary storyline, the, the secondary side plot, just didn't live up to um, the hype that I had for this show. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, all right. Look, we're not going to do a hero and villain award this week. We're going to just have some questions. I've got some for you. You might have some for me. I do. Yes. Uh, I will kick things off because we we talked so much about the the duel in this. So I want to know where does this rank for you in Star Wars duels, and what are some of your favorites? I think. Oh, this is. I think. You want me, me to go I'll, first? Oh no, I can go. I can do this. Um, I'll probably give you. I'll say top five. I'll give you five. Mm-hmm. So this would probably be my top five. Uh, I'm not sure if I, I don't know if I can rank them, but I think for me, some of the best battles come to mind are definitely obviously Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan in this series. That's definitely one of the five. I also love the Ahsoka and Darth Maul duel in uh, Clone Wars season seven. That for me is a huge battle scene. That's also an amazing fight scene. Another scene I really, another battle scene I think is really epic is obviously when we get, um, Anakin versus Obi-Wan originally in Revenge of the Sith on Mustafar. That's another great battle. And we get the, iconic, the heroes. We get the iconic uh, sound bite from obviously the Phantom Menace. So they're probably three of mine. I also really enjoy the duel, even though Luke's pretty trash in it, but Luke versus Darth Vader Empire Strikes Back. That's a really cool, interesting duel as well. And I know, you know, it's 
um, Luke's not fully caught by. I just love that. Those That scene is just really interesting. And then obviously the big reveal at the end is huge. This is hard. I think fifth for me is probably between two. I might mention the two sizzle and you can try and maybe convince me which one's better than the other. So I think, but for my five, it's obviously, I think it's between um, Yoda versus Palpatine in Revenge of the Sith, or it is when we have Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon versus Obi-Wan oh, in Phantom it's gotta be, Menace. It's got to be Duel of the Fates. They're probably my two. Gotta be Duel the Fates. They're the two that come to mind. So I might say Duel of the Fates probably sneaked in there. <laughs> that, and then you hear that as well, I think, in the Revenge of the Sith battle as well. So mm-hmm. I think they're probably my top five. I, probably, I feel like I've probably missed some, but they're the main five that come to mind when I think of, you know, all-time Star Wars um fights and jewels they're my five i'm gonna i was gonna ask you this question as well how would you like i won't rank them but they're my top five so it's definitely in the top five yeah i, I i'll give you mine and I, i'm gonna i'll rank mine i will actually rank them um i'm gonna go number one for me and you mentioned it ahsoka tano versus maul in um clone wars i think that is some of the best star wars action and some of the best dialogue between them they have an awesome back and forth i love maul at the very very start right before they're about to fight when he says i see the padawan needs one last lesson yeah and then he does the iconic he's got the double-edged lightsaber one edge the next edge comes out and they just go back and forth and even ahsoka has some amazing comebacks um for maul as well and then you know they're fighting up on that um up well up in the in the air along the, that little in Mandal- like, yeah in the battle for mandalore yeah it's epic yeah, it, it's in the um, throne room then they go up into like the the exactly the, the Scott, like the roof yeah, uh, and they're cool. both they're both pretty well matched yeah and it, it well, sort Ahsoka's of shows, really good ahsoka's very yeah. good at dueling exactly um and ahsoka yeah, really takes Maul to the edge, and you know you see that Maul is so so, so talented still as well. Um, so yeah, I, that's that's number one for me. I I love that, and I actually rewatched it when we were looking at this. I went on YouTube and I rewatched a bunch of these, and I was just like, oh man, I love that moment so much. Uh, so that's number one for me. I'd probably say this: the duel that we got between Obi Wan and Vader is probably number two. I think. Yep. I think I'd agree. That's a good pick. Yep. And number two, I I really really enjoyed it. Um, number three for me, uh, Jewel of the Fates, as you mentioned. Uh, I, I love Jewel of the Fates. I love more, um, you know, that's the why I love Phantom Menace so much. Uh, the, the, the score to the actual action, um, it, it's, it's awesome. A young Obi-Wan versus um, a Maul. This is a character that no one knew about. And then obviously he's gone on to be in the animated series. And hopefully that's a we'll huge deal in, in the animated Yeah. Again. So loved that. Uh, and that gets paid off as well because he obviously gets cut in half and then he comes back to life and it's a whole thing. So uh, really love that, Jewel. So that's three for me. Two final spots I've got here. It gets pretty tough um, for these ones. You probably have to go. Uh, it's it's pretty hard. Surely you have Obi-Wan versus yeah. Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I, I do. I do have it. Okay, but I'm just cool. trying to... Trying to figure out what I go for. Oh, where you're right. Here. Fair enough. Um, I was going to say, Battle that has to be in there. Yeah, probably yep. Battle of the Heroes at four. Um, as you mentioned, it's it's just amazing. Like uh, some awesome dialogue as well. Um, yeah, I, I it's two brothers going up against each other, really. Yep. Um, and they and know each other emotion. so well. Yeah, you get very yeah, much. Yeah, the emotions you, coming you through. See, see the emotion um, yep. from Obi-Wan particularly. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, it's got to be that one. Number five, I've got so many to mention here. You know, I really I could go Kylo Ren and Ray versus Snoke's guards. I really loved that. Um, Jewel, I thought that was awesome. I really like um, Yoda versus Palpatine, as you mentioned there. But one that I also really liked, and I mine's more heavy because you know I love more. But uh, more versus Previsla. I, I thought that was oh yeah, from um, Clone Wars. Yep. Yeah, from Clone Wars. It was awesome. It was brutal. Like and he Darth gets Maul a dark saber. Yeah. At the end with the dark saber. Um, yep. and again, Maul's dialogue, like it's it's weird, isn't it? Because he doesn't pretty much doesn't speak at all in the Phantom Menace. And Just then a couple he, lines, yep. Yeah, like one or two lines, barely anything. Yeah. But then he, he he provides some of the best dialogue in uh Clone Wars and um a rebel. So that's probably number five for me. Um, nice. But again, I'm a bit biased yeah. because I love more. So yeah, much, so I have I have an honourable mention that I just I was thought about. Yeah. I would even say Ahsoka versus Anakin, Darth Vader in Rebels, Twilight mm. of the Apprentice. I know it's not a uh, it's not a long yeah, duel, but I, it's just a it's just a really cool duel to see those two going at it as well. And that's when we get obviously the first time Ahsoka mm. accepts the fact that that is her old master. And then we get the actual split helmet. Yeah, yeah. And we get like, you know, Anakin's like, Ahsoka. And then he just goes, she goes, I'm not going to leave you. And he goes, well, then you will die. And then he kind of goes back to his Darth Vader. I'm mm. going to just kill everyone. So that for me was an honorable mention as well, because yeah. I know it's not super long. I think that's why it doesn't make my five. Yeah. It's you just could not even long argue enough. like um, Kanan, Ezra, and Maul during the. Inquisitors and Ahsoka before that. That's an epic when they're in the when they're in the Sith Temple. That's another yeah. epic battle scene too. But anything yeah, anyway. with Kanan in it though, I'm just your boy Kanan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's yeah. I really your five are really strong. You got a very yeah, strong I agree, five I there. Like I'm really happy mm. with that. And then mm. I didn't rank mine, but I'd say they're probably pretty similar in the way that you ranked them. But that's yep. the five I think that are the most iconic in Star Wars. All right. I have got a number of questions for you that I'm going to hit you with one after the other. I was going to um, ask you one, but that's okay. okay yeah. No, sorry. I asked that you, your turn, your turn. All right. My mistake. I know hit this me. might link into maybe your rank, your ranking, like your gauntlet rating, but mm. out of the Star Wars, I guess, television universe, where would this rank out of all the shows for you? Okay. Well, this ties into or my maybe question. Even, maybe even rank them. Yeah, well, maybe just television be- series. Just tell, yeah. Um, and we're including animated? Yeah, animated. Okay, so yeah. live we'll action do- and animated. Live action, animated, but just series, not movies. Just series. Okay, yeah. So this is exactly, actually what I was going to ask you as well. I was going to just run down the line. So I was first of all going to say, is it better than The Book of Boba Fett? And I would say yes. I think it's better than The Book of Boba Fett. Uh, yep. Is it better than Rebels? I would say no. Uh, is it better than Clone Wars? I would say no. Is it better than Bad Batch? I would say yes. Yep. Is it better than Mandalorian? I would say no. So that being said, I don't think I've missed any shows. Have I? I don't think so. So that being said, I would have it. So I would have Mandalorian at one. I guess top five, are we saying? I'll rank it all. Yeah, we'll go top five. I mean, we can. there's not that many of them, so we could probably rank them all. I would go Mandalorian at one. I would go um, Clone Wars at two. I'd go Rebels at three. I'd go uh, Obi-Wan at four. I'd go... This is where it gets a little bit tough. I'd probably go Bad Batch at five. And I'd probably go Boba Fett. Oh, then again, Boba Fett has some pretty amazing moments. I'd probably... Oh, that's hard. 
I'd probably go Boba Fett six. Like it does get you have those huge highs, those two episodes. Yep. But Four and five. Yep. I really I think Bad Batch is oh, no, really five solid. and six. Five and yeah. six. Um, yep. so that's probably my six. What about you? Yeah, I think for me it'd be a little bit different. Um, I think Clone Wars is number one. Oh, sorry, Mando's number one, obviously. Mando's number one. Then we have Clone Wars. That's two. I'm going to say Obi-Wan 3. I like oh, Obi-Wan. Oh, Rebels. I, I like it more Wouldn't than Rebels. That. Only because simply we get Obi and Anakin in this. And I obviously, I love Anakin slash Darth Vader. Yeah, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Fourth is Rebels. Fifth is Boba Fett. Sixth is Bad Batch. Okay. Pretty much so the same. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm sort of torn. I have to. I'll have to rewatch Rebels. I did love Rebels. There's some really good moments I, in that. I just think you get you get but so much. It's hard there, though because in Rebels is like th- there's like four, four seasons. seasons. Yeah. So I, I think that's hard because of I that. I got to give be, it. There's sort of. I they could be three. Obi could be three one week, and then maybe Rebels is four. I feel like mm. that could switch. Um, but I think for me, Mando and Clone Wars are probably for me six out of six. Not the rating. Oh yeah, hands down. I think, and I think hands down. Rebels and Obi would be around where I think they should be, but I won't say. Yeah, I'll say see, that for, for the me, rain. for me, there's a big drop off between Rebels and Obi Wan. Well, you've Rebels- just recently watched it, so yeah, exactly, yeah, and I'm super high on it. And yeah, Re- mm. Rebels for me is probably a, uh, I would say it's five, maybe five point five even. Um, yeah. Whereas mm. we'll get into yeah, our rankings. I feel like, for me, yeah, Obi-Wan's- I'll have to think. I feel like. Rebels is pretty good. I do love like Rebels. Rebels, you get some. Of, yeah, I might, I, I might flip this. I might flip it and go Rebels and Obi Wan. Yeah, good call. I think. I think Rebels is probably a five and a half, maybe. For yeah, me. for me it is. For me it so, is. So yeah, that will probably. Yeah, I'll do that. So it's what I say: Mando, Clone Wars, Rebels, Obi, Boba Fett. Bad Batch. Yeah, so the only, the I, don't only bad have, like, I don't mind Bad Batch. I don't mind Bad Batch, but like the only difference we have is Bad Bad Batch and Boba Fett. Yeah, mm. yeah cool. I don't mind Bad Batch, but I feel like I really liked it. I I, I, really I enjoyed it. it. I just don't know if it's super necessary, but it's good. Um, yeah, they're my six. Interesting. All right. So the last question I have for you is, what if Obi Wan killed Vader here? Who then does Palpatine turn to? What what does what happens? Like I don't know. It's a hy- like, hypothet- it's, super it's, hypothetical. Yeah, I don't really know what happens. What then happens? I guess I feel like um, Palpatine will probably realize he he would know that Anakin had children. Surely, surely. Do you think? I don't know. I feel like he would know because he because remember in Revenge of the Sith, he's like, oh, you know, she she died during childbirth or whatever. I feel like he she he knew that she was pregnant. Because he knew that Anakin mm. and Padme had a relationship. So yeah. I feel like for me, I think this is the option. Palpatine, um, you know what? He might even go back to your boy, your boy Maul. No, nah, he won't go back to Maul. <laughs> he doesn't like Maul. Um, uh, I think he, he is off Maul. I and feel Maul's like off he, him as well. I feel like Once he, he focuses, kills his brother, yeah, he's done. Yeah, Savage oppressed. Yeah, I feel like. So just just quickly on that. Oh, I'm just, yeah, go because, on. Sorry to cut you off. Is Maul the only one that sort of sees... Palpatine as the clear um, issue here. Like he early on, he's like, we need to work together and kill this guy. Yeah. Remember he tries to recruit Ahsoka. Yeah. And Ahsoka's like to no, stop no, Anakin. No. Well, and then that's why it's, he it's, want, he, he brought her there to try and bring Anakin because he wants to yeah, kill Anakin. It's, in that, he's battle, a vision. In, the, it's yeah. in that jewel that we mentioned. And he even gives yeah. her like a, lot, a few final warnings. He's like, join me and we'll take down Palpatine. 
Yeah. Anyways, so I feel like yeah. So I think Palpatine probably goes after Luke or Leia. Probably Luke. Mm. I feel like he figures out where Luke is, and probably targets Luke to try and turn him because he obviously Luke and Leia are obviously from Anakin, who is like the, I guess the chosen one. Like he's the strongest. He's got the most Meriklorian like level ever or whatever it is. So his force capabilities were just ridiculous. You even know, even when he becomes Darth Vader, he's like half machine. He still absolutely dominates. Mm. So he's very powerful. So I think he probably targets one of the siblings. Yeah, I would I I'd say the same thing, but I would do the opposite. I would go Leia. I think she's she's a bit more like she's seems to be um, progressed a little bit further. Yeah, like she's more obviously, sensitive. She seems a bit more. Yeah. yeah, and we get her in some pretty like, you know, interesting situations in this actually like, you know, holding her own, whereas Luke's just like literally hiding in this when um, Reva comes. And I yeah. feel like she's got a bit of a, not evil. She's obviously not evil, but she, she likes to challenge the, uh, the quote unquote uh, law, I guess. Yeah. And what, and you know, society thinks that she's a princess. She's sort of against exactly. the idea. She so I think she like could be quite adventurer. Evil. Like, um, I think if Padme. she was turned, she could be quite evil. Whereas Luke seems from the, like we don't really ever see Luke in that sort of um, predicament. So yeah. 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 All right. Now let's move on. We yeah, need I think to that was, Yeah. This. They're all my questions. I don't think I have anyone's view. I think I cover the ones I wanted to ask you. So we're good to go. Perfect. Perfect. All right. It's time to give our infinity gauntlet rating time to put on the gauntlet, give our best Thanos impersonation. You're going first as well. I want to hear yours first. I'm, I'm happy to go first. Uh, for reference, IMBD gives 7.1 for Obi-Wan Kenobi, 7.1. Uh, and Rotten Tomatoes. I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know if I agree with IMDB sometimes. I feel like that's a bit low, but anyway, oh. keep going. I think it's not far off. Uh, and then Rotten Tomatoes, 83%, um, which, which is, is probably better. Respectable. Respectable. So my Infinity Gauntlet rating. I uh, have flirted between back and forth with this a lot, whether I give it 3.5 or whether I give it four. Uh, for me, it's, it's well off a six. For, for To be a six, you have to be flawless. I think for me, where we don't have any lows, and that's you know the Mandalorian, um, uh, you know Marvel shows, for example, such as um, you know Loki. I think was a six. Um, we've had a few movies that have been a six. Thor Ragnarok certainly a six. Uh, Endgame, Infinity Gauntlet, uh, Infinity um, Wars, uh, War. Uh, so for me, it's 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 well off a six. I think there's too many issues for it for me to be a five, um, and. I, I thought while it had some of the highest highs, it had some some pretty low lows, but purely because of the highs, I'm going to give it a four. And I went back and forth in my mind about this. I was like, nah, it's a 3.5. There's too many issues with this show. But then it, we did get some pretty amazing moments. Um, so I'm going to give it a four, um, four out of six. And I think that's been pretty generous. Right. Pass it to you. Okay. So, um, I'm a, probably a bit higher than Sizzle is for this show. Uh, I like. I think there was more. I think. I think for me, the highs for this because there's so many highs of highs in this series. I feel like that gives it a boost. I think that powers it up to Super Sand level, and I feel like it should be more. I think it should be higher than a four. But that's just my opinion. And just, I guess, the way I thought about it, you know, 
you know, the six gauntlet, you know, the six re- the six stones, you know, and the gauntlet that Thanos gets, and then obviously Tony Stark saves the world and gets them himself. There's six episodes all up in this series. I would argue that five, I think at least five out of these six episodes, I would give a stone to. I think. But when you say, but, s- I haven't finished. Go go. So the fact. I think episode, you know, one, two, I think one, episode one, I feel like deserve, that's pretty handy. That deserves a stone. Episode two, so that's I'd a six give out that, of six. No, I'm saying this You're is saying. one stone. This is one stone out of this, out of the gauntlet. I would give that a stone. That's one. Episode two is a stone. That's two stones. Episode three is a hundred percent a stone. That's three, three out of six. Four is definitely not a stone. Five is definitely a stone. So that's Four out of six so far. Now, the finale. I went, I went, I've been tossing and turning about this finale. So, wild stuff. So, for the finale, I originally was like, I love this finale. I thought, I, I didn't love this finale, but I was like, that, you know, that Vader Obi Wan showdown, I think was amazing. Like, this just made the episode so good, blah, blah, blah. But again, now that we've sort of let it marinate for a bit, we've been talking about it. Um, and the fact that we both sort of didn't really like half of this, I guess, episode, the whole Reaver slash Tatooine side plot, I was not a huge fan of that either. So for me, I can't believe I'm saying this, I'm going to give Obi-Wan a four and a half out of six rate, gauntlet rating. So again, episode one. One, two, three, and five all get a stone. That's four. I just want your clarification on but, a stone. I want your clarification. So are you saying there, though, that episode, giving it a stone means it's a six out of six episode? Not a six out of six episode, but I just think the episode, the episode itself is at least one stone for my gauntlet. If I had a gauntlet, I'd give this episode at least a stone because I think each of those episodes were great. So they were, I was super high on those episodes. So I guess you could, I wouldn't, yeah, you could say, yeah, I guess six out of six for these episodes. But again, I gave it a four and a half out of six overall. So a little bit higher than you. And it did change. I originally gave it a five. Then obviously I've let it marinate for a bit. And I've gone with my four and a half out of six, which I think is fair. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And like I said, the the finale, it could have been, I could have given it a whole stone, but I'd have to give it half a stone because I liked half of the episode. Yeah, well, you, you de- I mean, when you put it in perspective, you can't give the finale six out of six. Exactly, like, that's what rate. I mean. It's not. It's and I think many, yeah. one, two, three, and five. I thought were outstanding. Like I thought in those episodes, there were some great Star Wars moments. Like some of those moments, I think of big time. You know, like I love how we get. You know. Obi-Wan realizing that Anakin's alive and we get the back to tank scene. I love how in episode three, we see Anakin just go cold blooded on the street, killing people left, right and center civilians. Then that epic, then he's just toying with Obi-Wan. Like I love that. So those first three episodes, I think was super strong. Episode four, I didn't really like. Um, And then episode five, I think was amazing. I know me, I loved episode five. I thought it was so good. That was, that's obviously my favorite episode from the whole series. And we saw, as you mentioned before, Darth Vader just pulling down a ship, not even using his lightsaber at all to fight Reva. And then I think the finale, the the half of it I loved, and then the, the other half of like the Tatooine stuff with Reva I didn't really like. So 
Hence why it's a four and a half out of six. Yeah, I think that's fair. But four and a half stones out of six. There you go. Well, we did it. So that's my gauntlet rating. Thank you for that, Thanos. Uh, well, we came and we conquered. Uh, yep. <laughs> there you go. We have finally done our deep dive on Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, look, that brings us to the end of this podcast. Uh, is there any final words you'd like to say before we um, finish? Yeah, up? I was just to say, I was like, do you want to give me some recommendations? Should we give each other some recommendations? Or do you want to just give me maybe a minute of what you're feeling about Miss Marvel at the moment? Your thoughts yeah, on do, it? Let's do... Um, Let's do both. Let's do both real quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So um put the clock on a minute and I'll um I'll give you my thoughts on Miss Marvel. Um yeah. give me a sec, I'll get my timer ready to go do. for you. And then you don't necessarily need to do like you know, you can just give me your thoughts in a minute. Mm-hmm. See what you think. You might not reach the minute, you might not have but we'll just give you a bit of a minute to sort of think about it, give the viewers a bit of an idea about your thoughts on Miss Marvel so far. Three, two, one, go. Okay, so Miss Marvel, we are, what, four episodes in so far. Um, I think it's a really fun, fun show. I particularly loved uh, the first episode. I thought it was a really cool um, and fun um, opening to a character that you and I don't know too much about. Uh, They've obviously had a bit of a... a, a, put a bit of a twist on her powers as relates to the comics, um, which going in, I was a bit unsure about, but I actually quite like it. Um, I like how they're really um, delving into sort of her um, Pakistani heritage. Um, I think that's really interesting. Um, I really like all the animations in this. I think it's really fun um, getting those sort of um, comic. um, 15 seconds. uh, Sort of animations. Um, so look, I think it's probably one of the more seconds um, shows we've had from Marvel and I'm looking forward to see how they sort of wrap it up. Perfect time. That was 56 seconds. Good work, Sizzle. I like it. You mentioned a few things. I appreciate it. Now, if you want, you can give me a minute and I'll give you my thoughts on this show. And go. All right. Same as Sizzle, guys. Um, I had no idea about this show. Like me and Sizzle both were that hyped on it. But so far, I'm not gonna lie, I'm sort of enjoying it. Like there it is a fun, it is a fun show. I get it's I guess it is kind of teenage and I kind of think it's cool. I think Kamala's an interesting character. I don't know much about Ms. Marvel other than what I've read in the encyclopedia. So I think it's interesting to see her and how she develops throughout this show. And I kind of like how we're getting, you know, New Jersey, then we're going over to, to like Pakistan. I love how the mission they mentioned the partition of India. I'd love to know more about that. So I'm super keen to find out how that goes in the next couple of episodes. I love Bruno. I think Bruno is really cool. I love him. I think he's a great, great character. character. I love her relationship with her parents. I think they're really funny. And again, the clandestines, I'm not too sure how I feel about these guys just yet and the gin whole idea. So I feel like I'd like to know a bit more about those guys at this point in time. But overall, fun show. Love the graphics. Love all the different colors. So at the moment, I'm enjoying it. And time. Well done. All righty. Right. Well... Uh, some very quick recommendations for yes. you. And we'll, 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 I'm sure we'll go into depth about Miss Marvel in a later yeah. episode. Um, but some recommendations, what I've been watching, what I've been reading. It's right next to you me. You have actually. been reading quite a few comics. So I'd be I have, to see what you I've got been for us. A lot of comics lately. Um, and this comic I am very much enjoying. I've pretty much finished it. I'll say I'll finish it this afternoon. Um, Rebirth of Thanos, uh, The Silver Surfer. 
Um, oh, I remember you getting that one. Yep. Yeah, really interesting um, uh, novel. Um, it sort of follows um, Silver Surfer versus Thanos, um, and it who wins. For- Ah, uh, well, you know, I haven't finished it yet. Oh, I so haven't finished it. We'll, yeah, right. That'd be we'll an interesting battle. The Silver um, Surfer is supposed to be pretty powerful. Yeah, he's very powerful. And you see he's that cosmic this, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and you sort of see Thanos' relationship with death, Lady Death in this, which is really interesting. And it sort of gives, sort of shows his motives behind everything. Yeah. Um, you also get to see him collect um, the, the uh, Infinity Gems in this, the originally. Um, which is really interesting, sort of their, how they originally, um, you know, sort of come into the MCU, or well, not the MCU, but Marvel, I should say. Um, so we get we get a lot of different characters in this. We get um, the Avengers are in it, uh, as I mentioned, Silver Surfer's obviously in it. Um, we get Drax, the, the Destroyer, who's in it. But yeah, just a, a, a fun read. Uh, and yeah, I'm almost finished, so I'll give an update maybe on that when I do finish it. Nice. Um, that's what I've been reading. And then watching uh, right now, almost finished the Umbrella Academy. I think I've like got two episodes to go. Uh, and I think this is the best season of Umbrella Academy thus far. I mean, obviously some other shows, you know, Stranger Things, whatnot we'll be talking about. I thought I'd go something a little bit different because obviously Stranger Things is the obvious one. Uh, but yeah, Umbrella Academy, highly recommend. This season's my favorite so far. I know this is a show that you've, you've also I've been watching, Quinny. So uh, yeah, they're my uh, reading and watching. Perfect. Love it. I'll give you some for me. My recommendation is definitely going to be. I've been. I'm still reading. I'm about halfway through it. Um, the Joker: Death of the Family, as you can see in my screen, a really, really interesting and intense DC comic. Obviously, it's about the Joker, so I'm all in because, as you know, Joker's pretty much my favorite comic book character. I love the Joker. I love the story because it's sort of like pretty much think about the Joker just going on a killing spree and trying to kill all of Batman's followers, all his people that he's connected with. So heaps of cameos in this. We get Batman, obviously we get Batgirl, we get Harley Quinn, we get Red Hood, we get Robin. We get all these different characters that have come into, I guess, to fight the Joker. And it's all about the Joker sort of trying to hunt them down to get a connection with the Batman who he obviously has a fascination with. So it's a really interesting read. Really into and like even like I couldn't can't really show sizzle, but even some of the artwork's really cool. It's like really colorful, like it's really interesting. So I've been loving this book. Haven't finished it yet, so that's my goal for the holidays. I got to finish it. But again, if you want a nice Joker, I got heaps of Joker comics now that I would recommend. If you ever want to borrow some sizzle, let me know. I've got three on my yeah, shelf definitely. that I've read. So definitely Joker. Death of the Family is a must-read for any sort of DC comic fans out there, in particular Joker fans. So that's my recommendation for a book. Uh, my show, I'm going to go with Barry on um, HBO, on Binge, should I say? So Barry, so which good. I watched a long time ago. I watched it ages ago. And um, I can't remember if I told Sizzle about it originally. I you can't did. remember. You did. I think I told you about it. And then I didn't watch season three, and I finally finished it the other day. Great twist at the end. We won't really cool twist obviously. at the end. And I don't know. I feel like for me, it's probably out of the three seasons, it's probably one of my it's probably my favorite between three and maybe two. I think. Oh, I think I think I like really, two probably. But again, I haven't touch more. But what yeah. I struggled with was like I hadn't watched it in ages. I sort of forgot who the characters. Mm. I sort of so well, it's, it's been a while, right? It's so been I'm a like, long time. I think for me, I really love season two. So I'd have to rewatch that again. But I think for me, I really enjoyed season three. 
of Barry. So if you're interested in sort of like a and sort of dark been, comedy. It's been announced that there'll be season four. And yeah, like this is a really cool twist at the end. So again, Barry's a really, that's a show I'd like to recommend for the listeners out there. Love to hear it. Well, uh, some great recommendations there. A great podcast as always. We'll be back yep. soon. Um, there's a lot coming out lately. I mean, we've got, we we still haven't talked about Stranger Things yet. So we're definitely going to have to touch um, on that. All the boys or Miss Marvel properly. Boys, Miss um, Marvel. We're also seeing, yes, it's confirmed. Yes. We have our tickets next Saturday. Quinny and we I do. are going to see Thor, Love and Thunder. And you best believe we're going to be doing a deep dive on that. Um, we'll yeah. probably do that. I would say a couple of days. We have to do that you know, a couple of days after. Yeah. So we'll try to get another pod in between now and then. Um, maybe a Stranger Things pod. Um, so stay if tuned. If you're up that. to date, I'd love to do a Stranger Things pod because I yeah, think oh, for me, season four is probably my favorite season. Mm, I would I would probably agree with that. I haven't seen the part two yet, which I'll- You're in for a ride. It's, it's going to be an emotional roller coaster for you. I can't wait. I was uh, watching with Amy and she got emotional. So oh, there we go. I'll give you an idea. Love to hear that. All the emotions. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, once we watch Thor Love and Thunder, we are definitely going to be going deep on that because um, for the we people that Thor. have seen the screeners, apparently it is an elite, an elite movie in the MCU. Ooh, is it going to be another six out of six? We will see. Just like we Thor Ragnarok. The real question, will it be better than Morbius for you, Quinny? We'll soon find out. Yeah, you know, because I was super high on Morbius when I gave it like a two and a half out of six or whatever I gave it. Yeah. A six anyway. out of six from you. Nah, yeah. just kidding. Just kidding. Um, um, yeah. All right. We'll be back um, very soon. Follow yeah. us on the gram. Sizzling Quinny. Yep. Uh, until then, tell your mother, your yep. brother, your sister, your cousin. Tell them Tell all. everybody. And just quickly before we go, so I forgot to mention this at the start of the podcast. Um, shout out to the Aussie NFL fantasy show. Oh, yes, yes. Maddie C, Manjot, um, Tay, thanks for having us, boys, on your podcast. Mm. We had a great time. We did a bit of a super flex fantasy draft, fantasy football draft. I know we're like pop culture, but we do a random fantasy show every now and then. So I just want to quickly shout out to those boys. So they're now the Aussie NFL fantasy show. You can find them wherever you want to find them. But anyway, other than that, yeah, you can conclude I mean, I, for I, us. I, I, uh, second everything you've said there. That was great fun. Um, yeah, go check out their pod and we'll hopefully get them on. Um, sometime soon as well. All right, man. We'll be Good seeing to see you, next you as always. Good to see you too. We'll be seeing you next time. We'll be seeing you. We'll be talking to you. Peace. Hello there.